I bring people together, so that's one of my specialties. All healing comes from from God, so really it's supporting a person and being in alignment with what is going to be healing for them. The Twice as Night is actually one of my bestsellers, too. Welcome to our podcast, a weekly discussion with people who are in the business of pleasure. Brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Once a week, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the sexual health industry, entrepreneurship, relationships, and empowerment. Interviews will include the founders of Bedroom Candy, some of our amazing consultants, entrepreneurs, sex toy designers, as well as educators and experts in the industry. Join me, Nadine Thompson, president of Bedroom Candy Boutique Parties, on this journey of self-discovery as we wash away age-old stigmas about sexuality, self-love, and to learn about the lives of the people that make their living in the business of pleasure. My name is Nadine Thompson, president of Bedroom Candy, and today's guest is Sonia Benson. Well, Sonia, hello. Welcome. Hello. To, oh, welcome to the business of pleasure. I am so excited to have you on this episode, um, joining us here and in our launch of our bedroom candy podcast, the business of pleasure. So really delighted. So delighted that you could join us today. Let me just oh, say. I'm a, very happy to be here. Oh, great. Let me just say uh, something brief about you. We're going to spend uh, more time talking about your career and what you do, but. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to read the first uh, paragraph from your bio, which says that Sonia M. Benson is a well-known and respected clairvoyant healer, Reiki practitioner, light worker, minister, and life coach in the Washington metropolitan area. I think that is just so awesome. And, um, you know, Sonia, in addition to really being a healer and a guide, which I read on your, uh, your email signature, you've done a lot of wonderful things, really, um, as a healer and coach and uh, working with women and a a lot of wonderful things in your career. And so in addition to that, you're also a bedroom candy consultant. And that's how um, I met you and just you really just glowed and stood out among the crowd. I wanted to uh, just talk to you. Oh, you're welcome. I wanted to talk to you today about your career a little bit, just trying Uh to learn a little bit about what you do in your life as a healer and guide, if you wanted to share a little <laughs> bit about what you do, about some of the workshops that you lead, um, just a little bit. Sure, yes, um, I would love to. Um, yeah, I've had the, um, I guess, the blessing of uh, discovering very early on that I think I'm a gatherer. Of um, I, I bring people together, so <laughs> that's one of my specialties. Oh, yeah. And I've found that I love bringing um, women together, especially to support us in learning and growing from each other and taking a look at some of the challenges that we have in common and how we get to work through a lot of those challenges together. Um, so for as long as I can remember, I will honestly, all the way back to grade school in terms of thinking, you know, how can I make a club out of this? <laughs> so I was often always trying to see how I could get my friends together and, you know, always wanted to be, of course, the president. But, <laughs> but hey, we're going to get together. We're going to create this group or this club or this 
book club or this, you know, this entity where we get together on a consistent basis and we are with each other. Um, And then during the process of my own evolution and my own uh, healing and growth, I actually wound up going to school for um, my own spiritual evolution. Um, I went to um, Iyamla Van Zandt, um, had a school in, or has a school in Silver Spring, Maryland that I attended back in. Yeah, I remember that. That I graduated from in 2003. And from going to that is where I discovered how much more I had in terms of gifts with supporting women, with um, really taking a look at where we're stuck and challenged. So um, sometimes my sessions can be you, uh, it can be one person, and then I go as far as having a workshops full of people. So very interested in your career as a Reiki practitioner. I've had the benefit of that practice with you and just wanted to know if you would like to say anything about what it means to be a Reiki practitioner and how you might see women incorporating and men incorporating that into their lives. Got it. Well, you know, I I discovered Reiki back in um, about the same time that I uh, went to uh, inner visions, which is beyond the school. Um, and I went through the practice and have just found it to be so amazing in terms of being able to be present with the energy that is in your own, um, your, your energy field and being able to work with, uh, what is working and not working in your energy field. So I find that, um, so Reiki is the practice of, um, as a, as a practitioner, you are a channel for pure um, love energy, a oh, pure okay. life force. And so you just channel mm-hmm. that energy to the person who is, um, who is actually receiving, the recipient. And you channel that energy, and their body knows intuitively what it needs and what it doesn't need. So that's what I love about Reiki, too, because, you know, even saying that I'm a healer, it's like it's, you know, in quotation marks. Because really, I just support a person in accessing their own healing. I'm not actually doing anything. We know all healing comes from from God. So really, it's supporting a person and being in alignment with what is going to be healing for them. Wow. Wow, that's that's awesome. That's really, <laughs> really interesting. And I, you know, I like there's a sense of empowerment that's implied there in the fact that, or the sense that, um, you know, the power to heal is within you and lies with God. And what you yes. do is really guide the person through that process of their healing. Um, and I just think that is just so awesome because, you know, I'm, I'm just aware of how much we have the gifts that lay untapped within us. And yes. often yes. for people, it really is about realizing that that journey to empowerment and healing comes from within and having someone like yourself guide you through that process can be, I'm sure, just a very, very powerful experience. Yeah, yeah. And to, and, and to me, it, it's been, um, I really to be do more sharing than anything. I share my process. I share this is where I was. This is what it took for me to get where I am. This is where it, what it's taken. These are some of the tools that I've used. And I kind of use, um, as I mentioned, the clairvoyance or, you know, my intuition to pick up, okay, so she probably needs to hear this story or 
tell her what you went through when you did that or, you know, mention how this helped you. And so I kind of intuitively let, to me, spirit lead me to what to offer to this person that's in front of me. Wow. Wow, that's tremendous. That's great. In reading your bio, Sonia, I was really um, um, struck by a workshop and uh, that you created called Doing You. And I mm-hmm. love the way you spell it, D-E-W-I-N-G, sort of the yeah. do. Um, tell me a little bit about it. What I see here, it's, you know, you were supporting women in the reclaiming of themselves, their lives, their bodies, and their power. So tell me a little bit about Doing You. It sounds like a fascinating workshop. Yes. Well, for me, doing you is, again, I think that we learn, we certainly can do a lot of learning as individuals, Um, but to me, women and and our nature is that we often need each other a lot more than maybe we even acknowledge that we do in terms of leaning on and learning from and being able to vent to, you know, usually if you have a challenge, you call on your girlfriend. Um, but I find that we're more communal in that sense. And so doing you, even when I came up with the name back in, over 15 years ago, it's about restoring. It's one, it's about empowerment. So it's empowering ourselves and each other by reminding. It's almost like um having someone who sees or hears your song and sings it back to you. Oh, wow. So it's like, I, I feel like even though I am the facilitator, I'm leading the process, really, this is a group effort in the sense that I might be leading where we're going so that we don't get off track, but we all there's brilliance coming from everybody in this room. And so often there are things that can be shared from different individuals in the room that will um, help further the room or take us to another level. Because we all come with something that I learned this over here, this is what I discovered. And, it's, you know, we can get little nuggets from each other. And so I found often on with doing you, I would do a workshop here or um, I had a women's group where we got together once a month to talk about sex. That was something that I just started as a... Um, you know, this would be fun just to get some friends together to talk about sex and to um, learn from each other and find out how we feel. And by month seven or eight, the women were like, this is my therapy. Like, I don't miss it. I don't miss this meeting. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. Um, because relationships were improving, and I saw people make very huge leaps in terms of what they were able to accomplish with their relationships and how empowered they felt sexually. Wonderful. That's that's really awesome. I, as I was listening to you, I was thinking about, you know, more traditional cultures where women spend much more time together. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of power in that as we support each other. I find or I have found in my life as I have moved away from, you know, my family immigrated a lot. And as I moved away from my core group, you know, you Mm -hmm. end up going to school, you then get a job and you're going into work and then you're coming home, but you're not spending time with that core group of women who support each other unless you're getting on the phone together, you know, you're finding the time to make that phone call. And I know, for example, in the Caribbean, women are much more connected, you know, they'll drop by with some provisions or gardening Mm -hmm. products or herbs, or they hear you're not feeling well, like I said to you, you know, I've got a headache today. They may drop by with some herbs to make a tea for your headache and and chat a little bit. And sometimes it's that 
connection, sharing that cup of tea together, knowing that somebody cares for you makes such a difference in one's feeling or sense of isolation in the world and um, that sense of connectedness and the power that we get from that. So this is awesome. It would be great, um, Sonia, for you to continue that because I think there's so much power and so much that we can get from each other um, as women um, in supporting each other. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I, this, I mean, I'm clear that this is uh, a huge po- component of my life's work, if not the only thing. You know, and I'm saying a component because I never know where God may show me other things that will get to be added. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty positive that this is <laughs> a main component. Because um, the, the thought that came to me while you were talking is, we talk a lot about how we get that it takes a, really, a village to raise a child, but it takes a, a village to raise a woman. It's like a village to support a woman through what it means to be a woman in our culture. Yeah, absolutely. That brings me to one of the questions I had in mind for you, because I know one of the things you do is sex therapy. And one of the questions I had for you um, was, how do you think women can support other women in embracing a sex-positive attitude? How can we support each other with that? Well, I think certainly one of the ways, um, just off the bat, and I say this often in every one of my um, workshops or bedroom candy parties or gatherings, is very be- usually at the very beginning, I, I create a safe space. Uh-huh. And, um, and I do that in two ways. One is really reminding folks that, look, we, some of us wander further out into the water than others. And so one of the ways that we really can support each other is by not, um, you know, I remind everybody, okay, fix your face. <laughs> because, you know, very often our judgments and um, hesitations and some of the areas that we're, oh, you know, I'm not doing that. You know, it shows on our face and we can really repress someone else where that might be what's good works for them and where they get to explore. But because we think that, you know, I, you know, I would never do that. We, you know, we kind of can shut down other people to even feel free enough to talk about what's happening for them. So I think certainly one learning how to be supportive in such a way that it's to each his own. Like, you know, I can support you in saying that that's what you do. And awesome. I can celebrate you in that difference and not have it mean that I have to try that too. Right, right. But I don't have to beat you up about it. So certainly, you know, to me, being able to um, approach each other with a a space of uh, safety and um, and knowing that this is not a space that is going to beat up on you, right? Um, that, or uh, for you to be attacked, because we've been attacked enough as women around our sexuality. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Sonia, one of the things I think about is that probably couples come to you to talk about sex. Um, And sex aside, is there anything that has come up that you think every couple needs to do or know in order to keep their relationship strong and healthy? Is there something else that often comes up in these conversations that you think people need to focus on? Um, hmm, That's a big one. Um, I think Probably the biggest thing to me that I've experienced, not just in my own relationships, but also um, 
just with what I've heard from people is that we really get to cultivate a healthy sense of communication. Um, And I say cultivate because it's not always there. And it's not always something that just because you don't feel initially, don't get to say, okay, so how can I become more, you know, comfortable enough with you that I can be vulnerable enough with you to talk about what's real? Right. Awesome. Um, because I find that often we kind of are going in and, you know, there's the, the lack of communication or maybe there's some um, uh, pre-held um, thoughts that are not being kind of, that are not being communicated. And we're thrashing around trying to achieve this result without really even talking about where each of us is headed. Right. So, <laughs> so I think that... You know, learning how to say, okay, you know what, how can I make this a safe topic? How can I take, um, you know, it's often taboo and hard to talk about sometimes, and you're embarrassed. I mean, I know I have to say that, I, you know, I can be beat red. It's, you know, <laughs> about, right. okay, so how do I talk to him about this? How do I say this in such a way that I don't feel uncomfortable or weirded out or I don't weird him out, right. um, <laughs> you know, or I don't weird out my partner, period. Right. Whoever that might be. So crazy because even trained professionals as ourselves still get nervous about that conversation. It's really oh, hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Oh, Just yeah. imagine somebody who hasn't had the background and training. It's it's a tough topic. Um, we're getting near the end of our time together, and I wanted okay. to talk a little bit about you being a bedroom candy consultant. That's how we met. Yeah. And I remember you've been <laughs> yeah. just a shining star in the bedroom candy community. So oh, I had a few you. quick questions to ask about um, your bedroom candy business uh, that I think consultants who are listening in might find interesting. So I'll just go through okay. a couple questions with you and um, uh, see what you think. So how long have you been a bedroom candy consultant? Uh, almost two years. I'm coming up on my second year anniversary, so oh, I'm very congratulations. excited about that. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. And in which city do you, do you hold most of your bedroom candy parties? I am uh, based in Washington, D.C., the, uh, the, the D.C. metropolitan area. And sometimes when I get back down to Florida, which is at least once a year, I'll hold parties down there as well in um, the Jacksonville area. But Great. mostly it's Washington, D.C. Great. What is your top-selling bedroom candy toy? <laughs> well, let's see. I have my my best selling in terms of revenue is uh, candy kisses and um, uh, which is a lipstick vibrator. And then our, the twice as nice is actually one of my best sellers too. Okay. But in terms of sheer volume, like quantity of toys, it's the helping hand and our lubrication hand down. Oh, wow. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm always surprised at the helping hand and, and how much uh, inventory of that product that we move. It's always <laughs> just so surprising to me. There's a lot of women buying a lot of helping hands for their husbands, so it's, it's interesting. Exactly, and for themselves. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. to keep those jaws from wearing out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, all right then. So tell me about your favorite bedroom candy party that you've hosted. Tell me one small nugget about something that happened at a party that you thought was really fun. 
Well, you know, it's funny, and um, I would say that beyond it being, because all of my parties are so different, and mm-hmm. because of what I do, I bring such a difference to what to them, too. One of the ones that really stands out for me was very different, because I did it as a pampering party, mm-hmm. using our um, uh, a lot of our um, toiletries and our pampering line, our body line, and it turned into, um, a, you know... Um, I almost would say a come to Jesus moment for all the women in the room where wow. there was actually a lot of weeping and, oh my gosh, now it's time for me to reclaim me and I'm no longer putting up with this in my life. So it's like it turned into one of my workshops, even though I wasn't intending for it awesome. to turn into it. Awesome. So we wound up having almost like a coaching session um, because of them t- in that moment caring for themselves in that way. That's awesome. I I am not surprised. You know, I've been in the pampering <laughs> business for over 20 years. And really, it does often feel like you said, a come to Jesus opportunity when women and men even begin to pamper themselves and each other. That yeah. that sense of touch and intimacy is quite powerful. And yes, it is. We can talk really more is. about that later. So about your business, do you do it full time, part time as a hobby? How much time do you invest in your business? Well, I would say um, it's kind of tricky, and it's a tricky question for me because, really, I'm full-time self-employed. Okay. So I do bedroom candy somewhere between part and full-time, depending on what's happening right now. So it's like between this and me doing my coaching and my healing practices, it's like whichever one is kind of demanding more or stepping up in terms of clientele and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I kind of fluctuate between the different ones, depending on what's demanding my time. Right. And I guess you've got all your different things that you do. So you've got to juggle all of those things. Do you have a team? Do you have a team at Bedroom Candy? Do you have other consultants on your team? Yep, I do. I have a team of 17 folks. How many? 17? 17. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Nice, large team. And how, how do you keep them motivated? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it's it's and that's and that's a good question actually because it is uh, challenging to kind of especially for some consultants who are uh, have other full time endeavors and so it's kind of like keeping them connected to why they joined Bedroom Candy in the first place, mm-hmm. which you know sometimes I can get buried under all of the okay check this box okay fill out this form, okay, send this in. Um, And then the other thing is I remind them that what helps me a lot is um, having somebody that I'm accountable to or that I'm working with. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when I I actually found my accountability buddy in Bedroom Candy, um, she and I became joined at the hip. And it just helped to actually talk. I talk to her every day. So that then, because of that conversation and that relationship, I was a lot more engaged Right. What so I to do. accountability is key. And um, yeah. I often talk about that at Bedroom Candy. But the other thing that you said um, is that compelling reason of why people join a business, why they do anything. And I often yeah. say, and you touched on that, which is your why is the most important thing. And your why is the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning. And I often say uh, to people when um, coaching and talking and speaking is that, you know, when you find your why and you figure out why you're doing things, 
It just makes things so much easier. And sometimes people forget their why. Like they sign up to be a consultant. You know, they may like the toys and they may like the pampering, but in the back of their mind, they're thinking, this is going to be a way for me to meet new people. This is going to be a way for me to get out and do more fun things. This is going to be a way for me to, you know, earn extra money to be able to travel more or to buy something that I've wanted to buy or save for a mortgage. And they tend to forget that. And when you forget that why, that's when you get off track with your business because you've got no sense of purpose anymore. And so you touched on two things. One, it's sort of finding what your reason and what your why is for wanting to do the business in the first place, sharing it with your sponsor, keeping that at the forefront of why you're doing it. But then secondly, as a sponsor, um, helping people to stay accountable for, um, you know, to do the things that they said they're going to do. So that's really key. And I'm glad you brought that up, Sonia. I have two last questions for you. How do you keep, sure. your, how do you keep yourself motivated? Well, um, <laughs> very similar. And it's funny because, uh, because I'm juggling so many hats. It is um, sometimes, you know, easier to just close the door and, and hide for today. <laughs> so, um, but I think one of the things that really keeps me motivated, motivated is my why, and that's because um, I'm clear of the impact that I have on other people's lives. And mm-hmm. so because of the fact, you know, when, when I remember that the client that I started seeing earlier this year, she may have been crying when she came to see me for her first session, but now she is talking about going back to law school, talking about... Um, how happy she is and what she sees now that she can do in her life. And I know that it was because of us working together that made the difference. Right. That to me, for me, the why, especially with um, Bedroom Candy, is that, you know, us being empowered, women being empowered sexually and really understanding and um, being accepting of our sexual selves, it makes such a huge difference. Wow. Wow. Being accepting of our sexual selves. I love that. I love that. Um, Sonia, do you think that your bedroom candy business has made a difference in people's lives? I mean, maybe that's a redundant question, but do you think doing this business has made a difference? Oh, uh, he... I'm quite aware that it's made a huge difference even. It's made, a, one, a huge difference in my life. Okay. Because it's made a big difference in, um, actually, I, um, my um, husband passed in 2009, and so, so. part of me uh, coming back into this is what I'm supposed to do, this is my purpose, this is why I'm here, um, it was right around the same time that I, re- that I discovered bedroom candy. So wow. right when I was rediscovering myself and why I'm even, like, re- rediscovering my purpose and point for being here and and feeling like I, I, um, I'm I choosing to continue this work, it's the same time, around the same time that I discovered bedroom candy. So it helped to wake me up and, and also to help, help to reconnect me with my passion. Um, and then to me, I, I've just been supporting other women with, um, I think the biggest thing for me is having a woman tell me, um, you know, I discovered that I wasn't broken. I said, oh, really? When did you discover that? And she said, at the last party I went to that you did. And oh, it was just amazing wow. to think that, wow, she thought all this time she was broken. 
And now I have a, a woman standing in front of me who is clear that there's nothing wrong with me. My body may operate in the way that it operates, but it doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. Oh, that is just powerful. So it seems like at a time of loss for you, you found another sense of purpose and why. So just real again, that uh, resilience is so key yeah. and you've been able, able to help other women to heal. Um, you know, sometimes even it's great to identify our brokenness because it's out of that brokenness that we can begin that healing process. So that's yeah. so powerful. Thank you so much, Sonia. You're, You're just so amazing. Before we end today, <laughs> I you. just want to ask you, I've asked you a lot of questions, um, but I wanted to know um, if there's anything else that you want to share with our listeners today. Any, any thoughts on your mind? Any things coming up that you want to share? Um, I, I think the biggest thing that I would want to share is, to me, bedroom candy stands for feminine empowerment. Wow. And I feel like not just, of course, we know uh, sexually, but, you know, it, it may seem like that's where it points, you know, where the it's kind of the root is. But there's so much more. And I just see just as a, um, to me, that, that would be the phrase that I would use in terms of what I would see Bedroom Candy as. And because there's so many different ways for us to be empowered in this business alone, whether it is as a consultant, whether it is as a um, a customer, whether it's as a hostess, whatever it is, that there's an opportunity for you to be empowered and you for, for you to empower the women in your life as a result of being in some type of contact <laughs> with Bedroom wow. Candy. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, and when we spoke a few days ago, you mentioned to me that you were going to be speaking at an upcoming event. Would you like to share about that event and what's coming up? Because it sounded very yes. fascinating. Yes, very quickly. Um, the name of the conference is actually Bringing Sexy Back to the Marriage. It's oh, a conference wow. for uh, married Christian women um, in Laurel, Maryland at the end of this month. Um, so last um be uh, Friday and last Friday and Saturday of the month, and I'll be teaching two uh, hand cl classes on hands-on techniques for the wife that wants to please her man. So I'm really excited. Oh, look at it's you! Like, it's be a lot. <laughs> look at you! I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So great, I'm excited. great. So tell me again where it's taking place. Oh, it is in Laurel, Maryland, mm -hmm. and you can go uh, Google "bringing sexy back to the marriage." Okay, um, for the yeah for the actual conference information, and so it's the B two B B B S B conference dot com. Okay, and will you be having a bedroom candy booth there? Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> I wonderful. will also be vending, so yes, I will okay. have lots of products there. Oh, great. And lots of things bundled for the Valentine's Day season, so by all means, come get your Valentine's Day goodies. I may have to come down and join you. Yes, I would love it. <laughs> That's awesome. It. Well, Sonia, thank you so much. I just, um, again, want to say from the moment I met you, I was just very impressed. And then thank as you. I got to know you and we chatted and I learned about your work as a healer and how you integrated your spiritual healing work with bedroom candy, um, it just seems so interesting and so right on so many levels and mm -hmm. such a great way because I think 
that our sexuality is such a key part of our confidence, the intimacy we share in in our relationships. And I really think that you're just pulling from all of these pieces um, and really helping us to heal in all of those broken places and regain our confidence. And so I just thank you so much for the work that you're continuing to do. And I thank you for being a part of the Bedroom Candy community. You enrich all of our lives by being a member of this community, and we really value you. So thank you for joining me um, on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're very welcome. And um, we hope to have you back on soon. Maybe after the con, maybe after the conference, I'd like to hear about those Christian women getting sexy back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I would love to share that. So yes, by all means. Okay, thank you, Sonia. Thank you so much for all calling right. in today. The Business of Pleasure is brought to you by Bedroom Candy, a sexual health and wellness company. Tune in next week to listen to our next fun episode of The Business of Pleasure. An up-to-date listing of all our episodes can be found on our blog at www.bedroomcandy.com forward slash podcast. And that's candy, K-A-N-D-I.